Blog Talk Radio. Just so supportive of us, of us 
during our first two years, and <clears throat> we couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, at this time, I'm going to go to the phone lines. Let me see. <laughs> he's, he's pretty much turning into my uh, co-host for um, our house. Uh, welcome, um, uh, Raz. Hey, Raz, how you doing? Why am I going to let you down, buddy? Another edition of our house, huh? Yeah, get a good old our house. There's two different versions. There's the the classic version, the one you played, and then there's the rap version by Marshall Mathers. But that's a bit too uh, profane to be uh, the feel-good hit. I, I, I think I think you may be right. I I I really do because uh, yeah, <laughs> just because. <laughs> so let me let me keep going to the phone lines and <clears throat> pretty much she's turning into our other co-host. Uh, hey Tila, how you doing? Hey, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. I had a complete runaround this morning. You know. It's payday for me mm-hmm. today, and uh, first of all, I want to say happy Veterans Day to all my fellow brothers and sisters in arms who have served in the military, and uh, so the banks are closed, and I got my paycheck in hand, and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to cash this check, so I checked with the, normally people go to the bars and they get them checked around here. So I checked um, um, the one that I I know the people at. Um, it's more of a I, I eat there because, believe it or not, the bar has the best food in town, bar none. <laughs> Club 16. Shout out to Club 16 here in Sparta, Wisconsin. You guys are absolutely awesome. Um, their food is just phenomenal. So I went and checked with them, but their owner hadn't gotten there yet. So they haven't, they didn't have the, uh, have the money. So I, uh, called up Walmart. Walmart does check cash in for paychecks. I go over there and I spend over an hour there and their, uh, check reading machine was broke. So they couldn't Uh-oh. cash the check at all. They had no no ability to. But by the time that I finally left them, uh, the owner over at Club 16 shows up, and I was able to go over there and and get it ca- uh, get it cashed within like seconds because um, because they know me over there. So that is like I said once again. Shout out to them for coming through. Um, when I when I needed them, that was really helpful. Um, then I had to go back to Walmart and reload my uh, reload my um, my uh, chargeable credit card so I can have some money uh, on there for uh, stuff like uh, all poetry and everything like that for uh, for some accounts and things like that. So it it's been a ride let me let me just put it that way it has been a ride this morning back and forth and forth and back um but i'm surviving so that's what it's all about and uh so let me see what we got going on here i want to say hello to meta breaking to western union (laughs) 
No, that's a, that's a little bit of that's a little bit too much old school, like Jesse James old school. Uh, <laughs> I want to say hello on the board to uh, Meta and Cindy, and uh, Steve agrees with me on that. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a time that Walmart could um, just cash checks with no stamper and everything like that. Then they went to a system where they could manually input the check the the bank account numbers and the and the routing numbers and now they they went to a hundred percent check reader you can't input anything manually and if it doesn't read you can't get anything cashed so there there there's the new Walmart system for you folks that's technology advancements. Hey, how about that <laughs> So yeah, that's that's uh, that's just a, a wonderful um, little story for me this morning. All right, enough about me. Let's get to our poetry here. Um, just want to tell everybody that uh, our house is. Um, oh come on, my studio is acting up. Okay, there we go. Our house is a show we put together for. Um, a couple of reasons we put them together for um, to spotlight those poems that during the weekend are uh, missed due to um, due to different uh, situations that we have way too many poems for our shows. So I try to fit them all in an our house and make sure that those people realize that they are. Uh, yeah, Cindy put direct deposit. Yeah, I understand, Cindy. But my 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 work will not do direct deposit. And um, but uh, we we want to make sure that everybody knows that they are um, are considered really important to us throughout the week. Hey, I've got another caller on the line, so let's bring that caller in, and then we can go ahead and play a little SoundCloud for everybody. Hey Steve, how you doing, brother? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Steve-o. I'm doing good. What's that? Stevie O. <laughs> What's up, Raz? Hello. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm I'm gonna put a little sound cloud um, from Titus, and while I'm doing that, I've got to uh, get another sound cloud uploaded, and. Uh, so I'm going to be doing a little work in the background, but um, let me uh, put the link on the board, and then I'll hit play. This is called A Reading for Halloween, Casting Shadows by Titus. So here we go. A Reading for Halloween, Casting Shadows. The Book of Shadows, with due caution not to unravel. The contents inside do show briefly a depiction of death, a scarier than thou effect in truth, a suffering last breath had advised I keep the book closed, for fear does travel. A Pandora's box necronomicon, a voice will have spoke of once living hell, Nosferatu, whose last reign emerged. Frequently enough, witchcraft has made me aware. Urged by words, the ethereal soul shall be the servant to provoke. 
as others who from folklore did the passing of the ages. Poison mines were forged to keep Halloween. It uncovers a deep understanding with death to embellish both covers, sultry and lips, sealed within the burden upon the pages. It's like a cauldron to invoke, churning time and time again, for who this book is written, the shadows, or whose ghost did cast a weary eye over suffering. Why, thy twain be almost portent to speak of, why fear assists with a muffled refrain. <laughs> Evening. Yes, that was absolutely great. What a perfect read. What a perfect read for for Halloween. I absolutely loved it, enjoyed it. And uh, he put such emphasis into it and absolutely worked that read as his own. And of course, it's his own, but he just absolutely owned the persona and the character within the read. And I absolutely love that. Uh, Steve, what'd you think? Sorry, I muted. Yeah. I thought this was awesome. Um, very creepy read and write. I like the way he read it. He kind of brought this, the sinister into it, I think. Uh, and the dark imagery was just awesome. And adding that laugh at the end, just kind of, it was like the cherry on top. This is, this is great. <laughs> Raz, what'd you think? Yeah, this poem is significant because it brings about the necromon, and that's in H.P. Lovecraft's lore. There's no evidence whether or not the book exists. It's said to uh, explain the existence of more than one hell, the origin of uh, other gods which were forbidden by the Christian church and should never be taught. It's a one of those types of lost Bibles of demonology. And then with the Book of Shadows, which is another lore, this one comes from uh, 1500, 1600 medieval times and discusses the practice of different forms of witchcraft. Both books, they're not so much banned. It's just not a single known copy. And when I read or heard Titus's interpretation of what it is to cast a shadow, it occurred to me that it's good that no one even tries to attempt to uh, commit the rituals which might be found in these books because you could sum up the devil himself or demons, but it doesn't mean you would have any control of them. That is a great point. That is a great point, and I think that that is a, an amazing comment full of knowledge, and I'm glad that you brought that up so that we could see that a little bit better. Hey, Tila, you, you can you can uh, uncover I, your eyes now. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, I, especially Titus. Uh, he's always full of drama, and I love it. And the Book of Shadows, especially the picture with the red eye in the middle. Oh, God. It, it, look at the picture. And, and a picture of Macbeth. It reminds me of Shakespeare again. Um, the, the guy, uh, the, the 
in the end. Look at him. He's so scary. It, it really scared me. <laughs> I, I tried to close my eyes, but then I said, no, I must, I must be strong to, um, to speak up, you know, to say about something which, uh, yeah, I, to me, fear does travel uh, to a Pandora box. And Halloween, it uncover a deep understanding with that to embellish both covers, you know. And it is true um, that uh, Halloween is it, it. It has two things. Like it's it's scary also, but at the same time, you get all the good stuff, especially with the kids, you know, the enjoying and having fun and and all those things. So um, yeah, I love it. And uh, Titus, I love this for um, the foyer. Thank you. All right, I decided I'm going to continue on with the uh, sound clouds here because I still have to do a little bit more more uh, work on on this side. So um, we got a little bit of Rick going on here, and here we go. Gutter wings by Rick Hell. There are wings in the gutter, predator torn, threaded with gore. A few steps more on upon a grate dammed with leaves, a harp bent, snapped strings trailing like veins from severed wings. On walking further, rain heavy searching, I find no halo. It must have been devoured, broken down, swallowed with the flesh and bone. Aside from these remains, there are no signs left of life at all. And thinking on those wings, that harp, angels must be very small. Wow, that's a interesting concept there at the end um, with that line, angels must be real small, thinking on that concept. that I'm, I'm trying to still get to that poem, but... Um, I, I think that uh, this is a fantastic write, and once again, he puts his energy within this, but that ending right there, that's that's what uh, really gets me. And that thinking upon, thinking on those wings, that harp, angels must be very small. That is, uh, like I said, quite the line. Um, let me get some comments, and I'm going to start with Tila on this one. Oh, um, Rick, I, I love the uh, the picture um, of the wings. On the left, it's so good, and on the right, all the things are coming out, uh, you know. And um, so very deep and abstract poem to me. And uh, and I love the word. Um, not I wouldn't say love the word, but I would say that uh, wings in the gutter. Oh wow, those that's so deep to me you know and and then um something snapped you know strings strings snapped and walking for the rain heavy searching and uh i find no hello it, it's it's quite a sad poem to me and um nice lovely poem thank you steve what do you think about that one yeah, my uh, brother from an Irish mother, he uh, definitely brought the dark imagery in this. Uh, I'm telling him that, you know, thinking of an angel being torn to bits by a hound of hell. 
But then he gets to that last line, and I'm not sure, um, <laughs> but I found it humorous. Uh, sorry. <laughs> kind of cracked me up. <laughs> thinking the angels must be very slow. Uh, makes me think of possibly the old uh, English sense of humor coming through the window. That's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> um, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, poem. I could have seen it as uh, the subgenres, but what I read was not spiritual. I just saw horror. I could imagine the angels' wings being uh, torn apart, left asunder, burned to uh, no more, but some form of feathery mesh in, in the gutters, like they had been kind of uh, ripped to the whole being by uh, some form of uh, extreme darkness. And uh, that might have not been the intention with the poet, but what I read at least coincides with these kinds of images. So it was a type of uh, unknown supernatural experience that was conveyed within the words. Great comments. They're great comments. And I want to, I want to mention that, uh, put a little plug in for Friday, nine o'clock. Uh, we got, uh, Friday the 13th, nine o'clock Eastern with Lizzie, uh, superstitions, uh, definitely check them out. Fear and superstitions. So, uh, Tila, I don't know if you want to show up there or not. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Is, is, is it night? Is, is it night? Sorry. Yeah, it's going to be a nighttime thing. Nine oh, o'clock. Okay, Eastern. then I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially on uh, night, you know, Friday the thirteenth. I would, I don't want to come. I don't <laughs> You don't want to push Thank your luck. You. I, I understand. I understand. You know, <laughs> like, uh, maybe we should all stay in on that day and just listen. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be <laughs> wild. All right. I am trying to get back to the group page, and unfortunately, my okay. There we go. We can do it this way. Um. Yeah, my 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 phone is really being really being um, difficult today. So just bear with me as I try to go from link to link to link. So we'll see what we can do next here, and hopefully it won't delay me too much. But it has delayed me enough the way it is, and trying to get through. Some slow connection here, folks. Let me try it this way. T minus 48. What's that? T minus 48. Something like that. Something like that. I'll tell you what, Raz. You want to go over to the Our House topic and pull Tila's poem? You want me to be next? Tila's can you pull Tila's poem over and put it on the board? I was looking on the board and my poem was there. What? How was your poem there? There, I'm there. 
Okay, Tila. Thank you, Steve. All right, Tila. Uh, go ahead, oh. and we're going to have you read next. And it's Feathers Trade, right? That's the one. Yep. Yes, oh, I must is. have been staring at your JCA, your message page, not like Ostranos. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, it's Feathers Trade. Lizzie. Tall and very sophisticated, well-dressed, with her maroon bow knot stand collars. Gothic, Victorian dark, navy, long gown with her artificial cloth hat, felted handman, draped, was waiting for Anthony at the host table. Anthony and Lizzie were writing an article. It's a high time for a whole civilized world to know that many of the most beautiful and remarkable birds of the world are now have exterminated to furnish millinery ornaments for women's wear. The feather trade is appalling. Birds like gulls, toucan, peacock, pelican, and many varieties of birds, innocent birds were slaughtered just for fashion. Since then, many of Lizzie's lady friends started to change the train and started wearing artificial fabric hats. End of poem. Thank you. I, I love the way that you brought your, um, your point across here. Um, this has been a, and there, there's been a, a struggle about this, but I understand where you're coming from on this um, because Ultimately, there's been um, this struggle for, you know, in, in, for years, for years. This is not something that uh, just happened overnight. This is something that uh, people have been, um, you know, ultimately trying to stop, trying to figure out. It's uh, very similar to, like, the... Uh, what uh, Steve is uh, hugely talking about the, uh, all the time in the shark fin trade, mm. um, where they they just cut the fins off, uh, fins off the sharks just so that they can, uh, and then just throw the rest of the body over and back into the ocean. So they're oh, absolutely slaughtering them again as well. So I think that Steve can um, relate to this poem quite well. So we'll let him have okay. the first crack. Thank you. Yeah, actually, that's that's exactly what I was writing in my comment. Guys, <laughs> say it's nice to see other people get up on their soapbox about certain things like this, because there are many animals other than birds that are needlessly needlessly slaughtered for the pleasure of man. And I was writing that sharks sure. are at the top of my list because they're slaughtered for their their flavorless flavorless fins for soup. Their fins have actually no flavor at all. But uh, these people in other countries just want to eat this stuff just to make it. I don't know. It's some sort of a I don't know social I don't know social uh, level type thing. But this is just uh, this is great. Uh, getting up on your soapbox for something that you believe in, and I really like the way you brought it too, because it kind of told a little story uh, just about the picture there. This is this is awesome, Tila. Thank you so much, Stephen. Thank you so much. And uh, Raz, what do you think? A rarity for 2020. This discusses 
society, what it was like before World War One or during that time period. And uh, there was an extensive amount of birds which were used in order to dress those in uh, certain forms of royal fashion when it came to uh, what there was of the masses at the time of high society. So this comment on why even then it was a form of uh, animal abuse to take advantage of these rare birds only for the purpose of dressmaking. And this is a, a novelty to read. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, uh, I I would like to say uh, while uh, while I I I received a comment from some uh, from Gary Rubin. I mean, if you if you read, it says a great poem of historical accuracy. I descended from seven generation of millionaires that ended with my generation. Ironically, the industry and hat fashion died out when those high fashion features and the cruelty realized to produce them came to light. Well done, Tia. So um, I'm glad that I mentioned and, you know, it was good of him to to uh, comment about it. Thank you. All right. And, uh, well, I just got the SoundCloud done. So uh, he... He's out on the board right now. Let's uh, hear from Meta, Meta Euphoric. Uh, so here we go. Seeing himself as one really is a program in the most amazing computer simulation ever created. One soundtrack is riders on a storm. Every molecule of one's body are nearly microscopic pixels well-placed, making one the being one is today, looking into a mirror's reflection. One is off-track of what one sees. One exists in multiple dimensions simultaneously. One can only imagine what it took for the universe to build one from the inside out. One is feeling complete again. One is one with the multiverse. One is a million universes compressed into one single unit. One is wearing Orion's belt and tinkering with the stars. One's programming allows one to wear Saturn's rings on one's wrist like planetary bracelets. One is nothing, yet, one is something amazing. Although, one isn't sure about what one feels, it's any of this even real. Will one's programming cease to be? Will one assimilate into a new consciousness? Will one be reprogrammed again? What will become of one's assimilated soul when one's programming ends? Wow. Wow, this was called the program by Meta Euphoric. This is actually uh, I've heard it I've heard some of his poems before, but this I think is the first time I've heard such a incredible piece of art. And that's what I see here. This is this is art. This is a an art form that put together and fits the poem so well. And did such an amazing job with it. I am, I am so impressed. I'm impressed. The message itself was brilliant as compared to um, the SoundCloud itself because it worked absolutely perfect. You could just imagine 
a um, a computer spitting this out, almost almost an Android type spitting something like this out and speaking like this. And uh, um, uh, this is this is almost uh, an advanced AI, um, with, which I which I absolutely think is awesome. Um, let me start. Gosh, I know the guys are geeking out right now. So let me start with Tila to get some kind of get a level head first, and then I'll let then I'll let the guys geek out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, Matthew Florek, oh wow, you got this beautiful, um, uh, you know, it's scary. It's so scary. I don't know what's happening to the world. Like we're talking about the animals and everything. And here we are seeing one side of us and the other side is computerized and everything. And this, And it's scary for, you know what? Maybe our life is going, but what about the future generation? I'm a little bit scared of them. You know, imagine if it happens to them. Um, and I have noticed even in some bank where you just press something and the the thing opens. Uh, I don't think I would allow anyone to put chip into my body. No, I will not allow. No matter. I think it's very scary uh, uh, seeing this thing. No, I would just like to be normal as I am. Uh, I'm I'm very, very old-fashioned person. I don't know why. I don't like all those. Um, uh, all you know, people are doing all kind of um, to their body, to their faces, to their. I forgot about that special word. Um, they are doing all this thing to themselves. No, I will not allow myself. I'll just gracefully die as I am. You know what I am and what I will be. That's it. I don't want to be looking so beautiful when I'm age of ninety or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm not. I don't want to be. But it's a beautiful um, poetry, and uh, I loved it. Thank you. All right. Let me see who I geek out with first. Uh, Steve, I'll let you geek out. Well, I don't. I don't know this poet very well. In fact, today is the first time I've met them and all. And I thought that this was really cool. I like the SoundCloud. I like the the, uh, the special effects used uh, to give it a little more life. Actually, a lot more life. Um, one thing I tell people is if uh, if your poem reminds me of a movie, me being a movie buff, it's it's a, it's an extreme compliment at least I think. And this made me think of the Matrix. Um, you know, what's real, what isn't real, bending reality to, to one's whim. Um, yeah, I thought this was really cool. Awesome comments. I also want to say hello to Faye and Irish out on the board. Uh, good to see you too. And uh, I'll let, uh, let Raz geek out a little bit, and then I'm going to put uh, his poem out on, on the board next. Uh, Raz, yeah, what do you think? This was brilliant from... Not euphoric how he did the SoundCloud to be AI life actually pronouncing what its own singular base mentality must think of when it comes to the human race or its uh, capabilities as technology of actually somehow achieving a state which is greater than its makers, ourselves, mankind. And that's why it has a chilling effect here. All of this can be taken literal. When it says one is feeling complete again, one is one with the multiverse, you think of the space programs of which they're not possible except for technology. When it repeats 
One is nothing yet. One is something amazing. It knows it can only do extensive amounts of mathematics, but to binary. And then finally, there's that belief of AI even becoming conscious. It's only because it was previously programmed and has to be reprogrammed in order to achieve even more. So this is scientifically accurate, what AI life would actually think. It's an astounding piece. Absolutely. All right, Raz, I have your poem up. Of course, I couldn't help but fail to see the humor of mentioning uh, the door song, Riders of the Storm. <laughs> Whichever uh, automated system out there is dependent on that one record from the 60s, it uh, does have its own eccentricities compared to other forms of AI life forms. Regardless, here's his poem. Long, long, not to be confused by George Harrison's long, long, long poem. Long, long. When time is all that's irrelevant, the feeling is lost to the reaction. The feeling can be strode enduring, the howling wind to the category system. The sun disk circulation rotation placed the embankment of death into space coordination. Three alternate points are deferring frets at alternate locations. Philosophers are such romantics to dramatize living factorial factoids and their costly derivatives. When time is all that's irrelevant, will the instance of the event touch another of the five senses? Ring, ring, the phone line connected to unbound power. Fringe, fringe, emissive, the policies are known. Binge, binge, desecrate the sanctity hollow. Singe, singe. The topography of philology worn. Sling, sling, the harrowing hoardest hour. Fling, fling, the onk moon stone. Long, long, tomorrow follow us. Long, long, the marrow bone. Long, long, the white swan daughter. Long, long, the reference body's real base tones. And poem. Well, first of all, I like to just uh, say once again, you pull in science, you pull in uh, mythology, you pull in different types of that type of stuff into an incredible piece that is structured like none that I've seen you structure before. And I think that um, doing something like this is absolutely awesome, taking steps to try new things, try different types. And I think that you hugely succeeded here. I love the, um, I, I love the uh, uh, onomatopoeias you used, um, kind of like uh, try, trying to almost make us hear the words that you're, you're putting the ring, ring, fringe, fringe, binge, binge, sing, sing, sling, sling, fling, fling, fling. Uh, all of those just, uh, I think that they work well together. And then the way you finished up with Long Long and uh, that uh, that last stanza with the rhymes there that uh, you put in, uh, I think that you did an incredible, incredible job putting this together and, uh, and constructing it. And 
I love it. I love it. I love the way you did that. That's super, super clever. Now, before I get comments for you, Raz, I want to welcome to the show, Sawa. Hello, Sawa. <laughs> Hello. Hello, sunshine. Hi, 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 Raj. Hi, Tina. Hi, Raj. Hi, Raj. I don't know if anyone there right. mentioned your name. Sorry. And I hate to ask, I know that you're commenting, but after you, we finish with the commenting, I'm so sorry I have a doctor appointment actually today, and I'm outside waiting <laughs> for my appointment. And I oh, no problem, no problem. Com- yeah. Completely understand that. And uh, I will get these comments, and then we will have you read. But uh, let let me get a comment I, first from Steve. Can I comment? Steve, what do you think yeah, about this? Hey, yeah, I'll, you, I'll let you comment last, Sal. Okay, sure, sure. but sure, we'll, sure, we'll, sure. we'll let we'll let Steve comment first. I like this. Um, it, to me, I think we're talking about the theory of relativity when when, when time is irrelevant, traveling at the speed of light. Um, at least that's what I saw. I thought this was really cool, and I agree uh, with JCA. Uh, the form of the poem, Raz, is awesome. I like the, the the breaking up of stanzas, something I don't often see from you, and uh, I think it really helps with the flow of the poem. Very well done. You are 100% right. It's on the theory of relativity. Awesome. <laughs> and Hilo, what do you think? And to me, same thing goes what Steve and uh, JCA uh, mentioned just now. Um, uh, I loved your rhyme about all the all the beautiful rhymes, uh, sling sling, the long long. <laughs> I loved it, uh, Raz. And um, to do with the timing, yes, timing is very important, you know. And it's uh, the feeling is lost to the reaction. Yes, I do agree with it. And uh, you, yeah, it is a different poem than your. You know, your usual one. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, I, I'm not aware of having a usual one, but I am still <laughs> trying to experiment with uh, standard structures, <laughs> even up to this point of long, long. Yeah, the way the way that I describe stanzas is, you got to feel them. You gotta feel it to where it wants to break. The words themselves will make themselves break. And I know it's a strange thing to think of, and it's a strange thing to do, but that's the way I find it. If if I feel that there's a, there uh, two words can break apart from each other, that's where I put a stanza in. Uh, Selwa, I'm gonna let you make the last comment, then we're gonna put your poem up. Yes, I feel like yes, there's some science here, but there's also uh, about really the time, what it means to people, because you talk about the philosophers, you talk about um, how it's the feelings, it's loss of the reaction. So it's not, I, I feel like it's more than the relativity, but about how how time matters to everyone or not, maybe. Um, and then, or irrelevant, as you said, it's what time is it? It's all that irrelevant with the instance of events another of the five senses and I like how you put the five senses almost to hear you see the ring is a hearing I think this is really smart how you did it and the fringe and the bing so uh, the singe is just long almost like you try to put in the five senses in there um, and that's that's kind of 
Brilliant. Thanks, Sala. Oh, my five pleasure. senses is used to express how you can uh, actually perceive the world around you through your own, but not yeah. someone else's, although that's a Cartesian philosophy that we rely mm-hmm. on exactly yeah. five senses in order to have sensory perception. Oh, well done. Okay. Um, I guess it's my turn. Sorry. Let me see where yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I post one, right? I posted one, correct? Yeah. This yes, yes. I this just, I just got it. It's on the board right now. Yeah, this is different. I kind of don't like what I wrote there. <laughs> I'm not sure, really. It's a poem for the contest for um, Rob. And I think he made the drawing. So it really made me think deeply. And that's what I got here. Um, how, uh, how are you doing in time? What do you like me to do? Let me look at my time. Let me look at my time. Okay, today I would like you to read it in French, <laughs> then Arabic, then English. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's the name? Who is he? Qui est-il? Men Les yeux voient tout en silence. Recherche la vérité sans mensonge. L'imagination s'accroche au ciel. L'encre attrape ses idées avant qu'elles ne sombrent, et les yeux voient le temps qui passe. Ils se demandent où est l'humanité, tout le reste est en vain, pourtant les yeux veulent pleurer. Hier, maintenant et peut-être demain, le cœur et l'esprit portent les malheurs des autres. Soudain, ils courent pieds nus, voyant le loin le soleil qui brille. باحدة عن الحقيقة بلا أكذيب والخيال يشبث بالسماء يسقط الحبر أفكاره قبل أن تغرق والعيون ترى الوقت يمر فتأسأل أين البشرية كل شيء آخر يذهب سدى بينما عيونه تريد أن تبكي أم الآن وربما غدا قلب وعقل يحمل مصائب الآخرين فجأة يجري حافي القدمين I see everything silently, search for truth and lies. Imagination clings to the sky. Ink catches his idea before they think. And I see time passes. And they ask, where is humanity? Everything else is in vain. Yet, his eyes want to cry. Yesterday, now, and perhaps tomorrow. Heart and mind bearing misfortune of others. Suddenly he runs barefoot, seeing the sun shining from afar. End of poem. Mm-hmm. I like the depth. I I love the depth of this poem because it it reaches it reaches to a place and a person and makes them actually ask why and um, it it tries to it it is a written in a vein of philosophy and i think that the there there's a lost art in poetry that that uh, uh some you know i i think that many of us here actually are able to grab a hold of and that is the philosophical vein of poetry to where people are left trying to think for themselves the uh, the the concept of philosophy in itself is the study of thought, 
it's um, it makes you ask these questions. It makes you try to figure it out. I am so glad I got you to read it in Arabic. I could just shut my eyes and listen to, to the words. And I, I, I think that uh, that is a treat every once in a while that we, we don't get a hold of. And um, and since we are an international uh, show, I think it's important to um, spread and uh, grab a hold of um, what we what we uh, what we perceive and what we um, w- what we're about. If we're going to be a worldwide ministry, or a worldwide ministry, a worldwide platform, <laughs> we're going to be a worldwide platform. We got to be able to reach the world uh, in their language and not just uh, English. Um, so I thank, thank you, you for uh, putting that out there like thank that. You. Uh, thank Salwa, you. Salwa, what did you – I meant uh, Tila, <laughs> what did you think of Salwa? Hi, Salwa. How are you? Oh, it's so nice to hear your voice. <laughs> um, uh uh, JC, I mean, uh, see, I'm saying JC. Yeah, JC um, Salwa is one of the best um, poets oh. I've come. I'm learning from her a lot, and I'm not that good as I can say to everyone, but I'm learning. I'm oh. learning from you guys. You know, I'm trying my best. Uh, Sometimes you put me on spot and I say, good, <laughs> but then I get so scared and I say, oh, no, but I try to answer whatever I can, you know, yeah, uh, but others like, like Raz and Steve, they are so good and all of them. And I say, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I have to say. But uh, never mind. I'll do it next time. <laughs> I'm <joking>. um, you <laughs> So I would say that, um, yeah, um, I see the time passes, heart and mind bearing misfortune of others. And uh, I love the line, he ran barefoot. <laughs> that reminds me of Socrates. I don't know why. But because of barefoot, you were saying. But the thing is that, that uh, yes, it is a very sad poem. People, you know, there's so much things going on. And we don't think of hum- humanity. We don't think of all those stuff. We are always, you know, thinking about ourselves first. But I think we should think of the world for everyone, you know. Thank you, Tila. Very kind, very nice comment. Thank you. And You're welcome. Steve. Yeah, well, <clears throat> if you mention barefoot, the first person I think of is Kay because she never wears socks. She wears shoes as little <laughs> as possible. She even take your face out in January with bare feet. But uh, <laughs> to me, uh, <laughs> she's another poem. <laughs> yeah, to, to me, this poem spoke of honesty. Um, honesty that it, that's a concept that's actually disintegrating into a sea of lies, and we look to the sky for answers and get none. Uh, lies surround us every day, but finally, we do get to come home to the honesty in the end, and that's kind of what I saw as the hope in the end. I thought this was an awesome brevity, Sala. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you for making me laugh, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Rev. Yeah, this does, in fact, propose an interesting philosophy, and it's one of the individual 
no longer able to uh, cope with all the multidonous problems of society. I see this figure on the beach running barefoot and knowing the sun is shining from afar. That's the extent of his own knowledge, like Steve had said, because everything else around him is all but man-manufactured or influenced to an extent of his own uh, dabblings with uh, science, like energy superconduction. So there's an essential truth here. Whoever this figure is who's running barefoot on the beach, why is that so much more human than simply staring at the waves from uh, the condominiums that are also by the seaside front? Awesome. Well, thank you so much, All Ron. right. And thank you, Peter. I, I want to let you know that... I was going to go ahead and put my poem up next. But I want to say hello to Titus out on the board. That was an amazing poem, Titus, that we listened to first thing. It was scary, and it was it was great. He did a Halloween poem, uh, 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 Sal. Oh, <laughs> okay. I I will I would def- I would stay another five minutes, and I will comment on everyone else later when I have a chance. I promise. But I'll okay. stay another I five minutes it- for my appointment. Okay, I call this Hints of Pitted Nights in Licorice Strings. And it goes like this. Smoke in the pitted night of my cataract-stained eye. A A caravan of Bedouin silhouette the sickled moon. The hits in 50 milligrams and stars never shine. The clock face trembles, yet dawn's light absent. Glow in the night hints of licorice string. Slave me in tear-drenched arms. Teach me the color of the sun. End poem. All right, I will start with Selwa. Selwa, what do you think? Wow, this is really beautiful. It's kind of sad in a way. Sad but beautiful. There is a kind of also feel related a little bit where I wrote, what I kind of wrote. There is um, despair. There is um, even uh, deception, maybe as well. Smoke in the pitted right in the stained eye. To eye to be stained is something that either won't let it see or because it it is hurt from what it's seeing. I think that's what I see. The eye is so power, powerful. And then a caravan of bedrooms to the west, the silky moon. That's such beautiful imagery um, because it's so true. That's what they do, the Bedouins. They they actually find their way uh, by the by the stars and the moon in the Sahara. So you really think it's meant there. It's not uh, like randomly put it there. Find their way. It's so brilliant. And then... Um, uh, it hits 50 milligram and star never shine. See, that's what I'm saying. It's sad, never shine, even though the stars always shine, but it's not a shining because there is sadness, there is darkness. Um, it's very dark this time. Glow in the night, hints of licorice strings. 
slave the entire drench arm. Wow, my goodness. Um, I just, I, I think this line is still, like you, you, when you love someone also, I think, or you have your heart with someone, you, you, you're, you're a slave of this heart uh, in a way you want to or not. I, I don't know. There's so much my mind is going different direction. I'm sorry, GPA, if I'm getting out of track. Teach me the color of the sun. And you still want to, in spite of this darkness, you still want to see the sun and the color and see it again, the beautiful, and learn it, not only learn to appreciate it again or to see it again. Wow. Never even see it right that dark. This is incredibly beautiful. I hope I gave it justice. Well, um, this is all based off a contest by White Lioness, one of my favorite uh, poets on the site. And the quote I used was, Darling, please, please tell me what color the sun really is. Oh, wow. So that, was the, that was the quote yeah, I, I used. Uh, Tila, oh. what do you think? I think uh, it's same thing. I agree completely what um, uh, Salva was saying. I love the picture, first of all. It's that little glimpse of that sun. And, and like you're saying, please teach me the color of the sun. Show me that brightness, you know. And yes, like the dawn, the beautiful morning which you're looking for is absent. The stars which, are, which you see, but they are not shining anymore. And and the whole thing is completely dark. And though there is sun, but it's not glowing. Uh, it's uh, something is missing, and uh, I love it. I'm, oh my God, JCA, it's the best poem. I loved it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And okay. um, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go a bit off key here. I see this as drinking some kind of absinthe when it comes to the title bringing up licorice and then while you're gazing at the night sky the stars in themselves sort of evaporate from what's going on through your own uh, intoxicated blood until it's just pitch black the actual night and then this experience is of some kind of a altered state of mind, but perhaps that was not your intention, but it's what I read of the poem. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the, the whole thing about it is um, the uh, black licorice is more popular in other countries than it is in the United States. As a snack, as a snack candy. So that's yes. another way that yes. you can look at look at it a little bit as well. Um, I see. Let me you meant the candy, but there's different ways of uh, distilling licorice until it's a kind of liquor. Well, I'll talk. I'll say that the whole flavor itself, okay, of black licorice. So that was well, well great, great uh, observation there, uh, Steve. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you make the last comment, and then we're going to put your poem up. All right, yeah. Well, I like it when I'm right because I said that I'm probably wrong with my comment, so I was right and I was wrong. <laughs> um, I thought that this was a great dark little brevity, 
But to me, I thought maybe you were talking about the side effects of prescribed medication, uh, maybe messing with your sight. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I was seeing. But I thought this was great. The imagery is awesome, and very well written to the quote. Now I gotta say, you 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 did pull out the prescribed medication in that in that poem. I'll just say that. And uh, so that there you you were a little bit right, a little bit wrong, but yeah. I think everybody everybody has their own opinions, and that's what I love about poetry. Uh, it doesn't need to be uh, cut and dry. It doesn't need to be uh, just uh, um, one thing. So I think that is wonderful, the way you put it. All right. We're going to have Steve up next. All right. This was a picture prompt, and the picture was my prompt. <clears throat> Uh, this is uh, called Remember Belloc's Last Words. The unsettled cantaloupe sun explodes, supernova spreading rusted copper flames. Smiling reaper peers down from cobalt heat at crumbled indigo clamshell beach. Wetted edges for laceration of souls, a doddering hobbit dare not tread, honed from hell's blooming orchid sunset. Kneel upon slashed sinewy tendons, Crimson sliced kneecaps popping, weighed to abdomen depth, baptized in Ebon Sea. In sheets of seething cerulean fire, he sneers at your impenitent pleas, doling out salt to cleanse warranted wounds. Genuflect, drink the sodium insecticide, swallow meager mouthfuls of moldy asbestos, spit one last labored breath into the humidifying atmosphere, and offer your drying tongue to the beast. End poem. Well, I, I do see that you pulled out uh, more more crayons than you were given, uh, so that that's that's definitely one thing that I noticed on that. Uh, you you, uh, you went into your crayon box a little one 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 more time, but then right at the end, um, I'm looking I'm looking at uh, here that uh, you're you're talking about nature, you're talking about nature, then you're talking about something that that uh, is. Um, Kind of, kind of hurting, and then right at the end there, you talk about the full attack of man on nature in itself, um, where you drink the sodium insecticide, swallowing meager mouthfuls of moldy, moldy asbestos, spit one last labored breath into the humidifying atmosphere. It's um, it's those poisons that uh, got put into the air, that got put into the soil, that got put into the water, that uh, you're grabbing a hold of, even though the picture itself is a beautiful picture, and mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, absolutely uh, bleeds to uh, to to beauty. You brought in man's. Uh, destructive hand and I think that that is um, absolutely an amazing thing to do and um, you know I'm I hate the I you know I'm a sportsman I, I fish and everything like that and I want my fish to be clean when I catch them I want yeah. um, want them to be able to uh, to be uh, what I need to survive uh, but uh, if we have a, a, a world, a society that uh, is totally lead-based or something to that effect, 
you know, where are we going to go from there? So I, I think you uh, played played this quite well. And uh, let me get some comments for you. I'm going to get a comment from Raz on this. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I see here non-substance abuse, the type of which uh, certain individuals, they get into a type of frame of mind in which they're always using uh, all kinds of chemicals around their house or at least for the sake of maintenance, exposing themselves to uh, intoxicating industrial pollutants and not in a ventilated area nor in a safe manner. When you're talking of someone downing a whole gallon of sodium intestine, it's because their mind state is no longer focused on their own personal safety. And you have tragedies like this going on all the time in which a person might accidentally poison themselves from the actual industrial gases you can buy at Home Depot or other such places in order to better maintain your house. Thanks, Raz. I'll tell you what, there was a there was a little bit of a count controversy um when I when I was growing growing up. Uh there was um there was this councilwoman for our city that ended up um <laughs> she ended up having to go to rehab because she was huffing uh Lysol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the alcohol that's in the Lysol, so <laughs> she, Yeah, that would be the other piece with the Lysol. And in Russia some people crocodile and that's when you get like over the counter type of substances that have meth ethylene or other kinds of methane bases and just uh, pour it all down into your system. Uh, gee, Councilwoman, your breath smells like fresh linen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is crazy. But but it works. It's crazy, but it works. Um <laughs> Before I go and get one comment from Tila, I want to welcome to the show yes. Sin. Hey, Sin, how you doing? What's up, Sin? What's up? How's Hi, everybody doing? Sin. Uh. All right, let me get a comment from Tila on on that. Stephen, uh, uh, it's such a wonderful. Um, you brought this uh, poetry into uh, talking about the nature and everything, as JCA mentioned uh, earlier, and then um, all the all the abuse substance, which was which came out slowly, slowly, and uh, I think it was such a beautiful um, poetry because to me, the, I would love to have this type of picture where I would love to see this type of sun and enjoying the sun and, and the blue sky and everything but it is so sad in the ending that how people abuse themselves I've heard about people smelling glue that is one new thing uh, I mean I don't know it's an old thing also but people smelling that also just to 
you know, um, I don't know why they do all those things. It's it's scary, you know, why people go through those kind of things. Uh, I mean, I don't touch any liquor or anything anyway, but I love licorice, yeah, that I agree. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's a lucky point. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I think where we're going to go from here is I'm going to have Sin go ahead and read his piece. So, Sin, you're up. Um, um, yes. JCA, uh, thank you so much. I have to go. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, Tila, you take care. Thank you for calling. Take care, Tila. Thank you Bye, very much, guys. And uh, thank you so much. And goodbye. <laughs> And that and go over for singing it on. That's good. Teal went to steal. You're all up, Sin. All right. Thoughts during breakfast. Dashi Sinassa's career in the brick balls profoundly. Serendipity is false intuition for the half-witted. Marauded 10 deep by Nazi faggot misses on dope. They always said life only gives you what you could. Nope. Fuck. Jesus. Spend timeless nanoseconds in nude retrospection, frightening the tenor of Dante's circle catcalling. Slip foreskin on a mind's nebula through a ring finger. Find yourself tapped into some bizarre stutter vision. Tell a puppy dead. Hack of a retard puppet strung out for years on blow. Snickers tread worn like red tape monologue nosebleed. Humanity ensnared in the pseudo panache of excess. Wipe my ass with counter alien border tariffs. What's red? Patriotism's dead. Peel open cereal boxes to decode Sunday's funnies. Kind of a neighbor, once again cornered up for money. Tacky menstrual abrasions of sexually transmitted homesteads. Such liquid vapors, pinched nostrils and blood taste buds. Purple lead, superhero nausea. Silver screen enigmas only brought vacancy and glows. Abandoned phone booth riddles and hypodermics and bad jokes. It's the kryptonite of a millennia and you're all addicted. Sniffing the nitro gases of a bulimic trophosphere. Armageddon slide. Say goodbye to the false belief your time here is defined, stumbling at the ferry gate to accumulate such a fare. Karma taxes the unfortunate for all the upper echelon's affairs. Sign the permission slip and triplicate, join the herd slitting wrists, social hysteria brush fanatical rendezvous, pleasurable fears. End piece. Um, what I want to say... Okay, I'm looking at the title of your poem, okay? I want to know what kind of cereal you're eating. Because if I had thoughts like this during breakfast, I don't know. You know, it's absolutely wild, and it's absolutely awesome. Um, I, do see, I, I do see kind of a, a corruption of society, a corruption of um, – Kind of, kind of like what Steve brought up earlier about about uh, how, how mankind is uh, has a touch of pollutant to the air. Uh, your line, Teletubby dead. I, I was saying to myself, about time. Um, but <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I know what uh, what I did when I was in. Well, we had a group of us in the military. Um, I think it was my first uh, station, and. Um, a bunch of a bunch of the guys got together and they were renting a house out, and they had this. Oh my god, they had this stuffed Barney, a plush Barney, uh, a little, little stuffed animal, 
and they went ahead and hung this thing up for, from a noose, and they did target practice on this thing with a BB gun until all that was remained on the was a rope with a knot and a little bit of purple fabric. And yeah. that's kind of what I saw right there when you said uh, Teletubby dead. But, yeah, I, you know, the, what, where is society? Where are we going? What is it? And um, there's so much that is hurt and that we ourselves are hurt by it. So I, I think that this is an incredible rant. I would love to actually know what type of cereal you're eating so I could have some of these thoughts. Uh, so yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Steve, what do you think? This is precisely why I don't watch the news while I'm eating breakfast. Um, anyway, I thought that this was a uh, this was awesome. Sin, um, all the crap in the world culminating into one's head while eating breakfast. Uh, to me, it actually speaks of stress. Uh, we all carry the weight of the world on our shoulders because we're taught that we have to. And um, it either comes to us when we're laying in bed ready to sleep or when we first get up. I thought that this was powerful and uh, read the way only you can, Sin. This is the way you read it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, Sinister packs the whole deal here of postmodernism. You can have all these thoughts for breakfast because they were sleeping when the world did not provide as many problems as there is in the discussion or the descriptions here in this poem. And then by the time you're conscious again, going through your first meal of the day, it starts uh, occurring to you, sudden orientation, which is kind of like the whole beauty of this number. Uh, thank you, Raj. Outstanding, outstanding. All right, we're going to continue on with our poetry. Uh, we've, got, we've got some more poems that we need to read from uh, from Open Poetry. So let me get into. First of all, I want to thank everybody uh, for an incredible weekend and an incredible anniversary week. I just want to say that uh, over this last weekend, we had our largest three-day total uh, in listenership than we have ever had, uh, and uh, that was impressive. Uh, we're so happy that everybody is there and uh, listening in and taking the time and effort. We want to thank the the different nations from around the world, over 82 nations, um, our top five nations, U.S., U.K., Chile, uh, Canada, and Germany. Hello, all those places. Um, hello, I know that uh, I know Rob's going to eventually be hearing this down in South Africa. Cheers, Rob. Uh, Rob. Um, Tans in New Zealand will be listening to this. Uh, good to see you there, and that uh, many of our friends over in the UK, uh, Rick, Phil, uh, Titus, and uh, so many more over there. We're glad to have you guys, too. We got so many people, so many uh, places. Uh, Senor, 
in uh, in Trinidad and Tobago, um, Verge over in the Barbados. So, it, like I said, it's great to have everybody around the world tuning in. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go into some of the other poetry. And, Raz, I'm going to have you read this first poem for us. Sure. And this is... This is a poem by Budo. I disagree with you, Jake. Although you were mentioning uh, the Teletubbies dying, those suckers do not know how to stay dead. They have been around for a long time. <laughs> too long, too long. Yes, I understand. All right, here's this poem. Budo in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye, in a fraction of a millisecond, does this thought reach you to entertain your well-being? A lavish craze of euphoria entwined upon tongue and soul in twisting fashion, reaching far into the depths of creation, showing skies above to a higher plane of enlightenment. Is this thought bleeding in nature, subtle yet resilient, and take hold in your realm of possibilities and poem on that and thoughts. And here we go. You, know, you want to know something? This is very similar to um, to what we heard before, dealing with the philosophies and the grabbing a hold of the philosophical nature of poetry, where it makes us think, it makes us wonder you know, what are we supposed to think in that blink of an eye? What is this we're grabbing a hold of in the blink of an eye? And I think that that is a a uh, well, uh, a, a strong part of poetry in itself that isn't often tapped in this, uh, this age. And I think that should be tapped more often. So I really... Uh, enjoyed this and the way he put it together. Um, Sin, what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was. I, I'm, I got something different from it. I, I got a uh, a sense of sense of longing from it, a desire to uh, grab that moment, and what what you could grab in that moment could be so many different things. Um, so I commend him for leaving a poem poem so open to the imagination. That you know, like I said, everybody everybody grabs a hold of different things that they want within poetry, and I think that that is an awesome part of poetry. Uh, Raz, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, I found in a blink of an eye to be an interesting proposition on how much you can perceive in a single second a form of uh, mental challenge to uh, bring out from the viewer that very uh, capacity or function to try and absorb as much as possible of the world within that exact time frame, a a form of a test of your own genius. Excellent. And Steve, what did you grab out of it? Oh yeah, well we all grabbed something different because what I saw was uh, how 
how it doesn't take much time to offer a compliment. It doesn't take much time to be nice to someone. A simple gesture of a smile can change someone's day for the better. That's what I saw here. It just it doesn't take much time to be nice. Awesome. I'm waiting for someone to reach out and just say, well, I, the, what I got out of the poetry was, was a hamburger. Um, <laughs> I, I want someone to grab something totally different, just blow our minds, but incredible poem, Budo. Um, Steve, I'm going to have you go ahead and read the next one. Okie doke. Unless Kay wants to read it. <laughs> I hear her, I hear her in the background. We got a poem from Iris Rose. Either either of you could read it. I'll read it. She's she's so uh oh. Oh the poem's yeah, been deleted. Let me let me let me hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll grab another one. Don't worry about this. Uh I I know that uh, she has put more than one in there, so I'm going to see if I can find another one. Hopefully, she's got this one not deleted. So I'm going going there right now. Let me see if that's the one. Yes, here we go. I got one. I got one. Here we go. I'm I'm going there. And I'll replace this one on the uh, the board. But let's go with this one first. Okay, boom. All right, there you go. There we go. All right, this is from Irish Rose. And it's called Sound of Life. In somber silence, time is displaced. In monstrous arms, the void's embraced. Speaking in loud tones of sown chromatic thought, haranguing and clever notes surrounding, handles on the heart, throbbing, breathing, beating, living on. The song of life still beats on, caught in the net by full webbed fists. The noise of life shouts with pink purpled lips. That hugely exist Moment by moment The sound sanctifies In seconds and moments Through days Of our lives And poem This is <laughs> Oh my gosh I'm thinking back to when I was growing up And my mom always used to watch Days of Our Lives Um <laughs> <laughs> But this, I, I love this. this. This gets you to thinking about just everyday things uh, of uh, taking the next step in life and um, and seeing where where it leads. Because there is, I, I really believe that there is a song in life. Life is surrounded by beats and moments and rhythms, and it just keeps on going and going. So I think that that is a Brilliant way to put it. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, and Joseph Moon is out on the board. Uh, great to see him. And uh, let me get the first comment from Raz. 
Yeah, what this poet has done yet again with the meter and sound of life is break it down to actual jazz. So you can imagine any daily noises that you confront while perceiving through that sense audio hearing is like the very composite uh, piece of this poem. It's trying to express that I believe life is just not a question of staying in your mind, thinking too much, or just feeling with your heart. You have to uh, take in your environment because there, although it might sound like uh, different forms of chaotic cacophony, there might be literally some form of a common uh, pulse underneath all that uh, montage of sounds. And Steve, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, to me, this spoke to me of how minuscule we actually are in the grand scheme of things. Um, and that no matter what we do, no matter what happens to us, life goes on. I thought that this was a, a powerful, stretched brevity, so to say. I love it. This uh, These poems are making us really think today. Um, Sin, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to get all personal here because this speaks to me and how I'm feeling right now. Trapped, over-medicated fog, but I'm still here beating, lips murmuring, trying to break out. I want to thank her for writing this. Incredible, incredible comment. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and read the next one. I'll try to get through it. And this is the one that Joseph Moon just put on the board. It's called The Cries of Cowards. The Sounds of Taps. It goes like this. The small whining child throwing a temper tantrum, Donald Trump loser. Tyrants threaten national security, the sound of taps. GOP cowards, no peaceful trait of power. The blood of heroes, a nation divided by hate. Sad crying child. Donald Trump. End poem. Fascinating. Interesting, right? And uh, I think you put your your point out there quite well. And uh, we know where you're coming from. I'm taking a look at uh, your um, AN. And I can understand where you're coming from on this. I am not a fan of any any politician at the moment. It doesn't matter what party they're in, what they believe in, who they are. I just think that they're all a bunch of criminals, and that's my personal opinion. And I think it's um, people need to um, get the politics out of the veterans and just treat the veterans like they're supposed to be treated because there is no room for politics for how we all served, how we went overseas, how we sacrificed ourselves, our bodies, our families. 
our sanity. And uh, I don't think any political party is going to fix that. I think it's going to just be fixed by people actually doing something, getting the political red tape out of there and just doing what is right. And that's just my personal opinion on this. Uh, Sin, you have a comment on this? Uh, I'll type it up here. It's an astute remedy. It's a sad state of affairs going on today. Um, but, you know, Joseph always writes uh, in, in such professional mannerisms and, and uh, you can't help but pay attention and uh, respect what, what he's written. And this is no exception to the rule. I, I I love that uh, little uh, picture that Steve put up on the board. It's Harrison Ford holding up a uh, picture that says nobody for president. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that for right now. We've, we've let this uh, nation's government, uh, the experiment of this nation's government has gone on for too long and it needs to change because it's an old government, and old governments are meant to change. It was never meant to stay the same. And uh, I like that. Um, Raz, you have a comment on this? Yeah, I wouldn't really want to discuss politics on the show, but uh, I do live with the Republicans who have lost at this election. So they're extremely bitter that Donald Trump is not going to have that second term and Joe Biden is the fair winner of the primaries. And uh, I also saw a report today that because the president decided it's really only a case of fraud that he's not going to win, that there's been certain departments of the police which pose it as some form of threat on others' lives the very fact that he's questioning the legitimacy of the results of the collectorial vote. So that's all I have to say on the relevancy of Joseph Moon's poem. All right. And Steve. Yeah, well, I I don't like to talk politics too much either because sometimes all it ends up is uh, starting arguments. But uh, yeah, I definitely agree. That uh, you know the state of affairs right now is uh, that shouldn't come down to this. He shouldn't be, you know, sore losers are some of the worst people out there. And I just get this feeling that come January he's going to have to be physically removed. <laughs> but yeah, this is a, a powerful. Yeah, it's gonna be like a Peter Superman too. They come over yeah. to the Oval Office. He's gonna have the gun. No, you're not taking me out of here. <laughs> I have to shoot my way out of here. You could serve a stir. Come on, you really have to go now. <laughs> hey, Sin, could you read the next poem for us? Yeah. All right, I got a poem from Brandy. Up. Oh. Typing's long synonyms. 
Yesterday, words of literary phrases capsized upon these lips, while lines of tomorrow performed spoken words on crowded jazz-age jazz stages, and signals of tomorrow smiled all the while, pointing towards aspirations of penciled verses. Inkwell ribbons snapped back and forth, keystroke to backspace, and I tabbed endlessly with whiteout to emulate and inoculate a sonnet. Rapture's eye closing to pre-verse lullabies, and yet we would open her up to type old dusting of our muse. And peace. I absolutely love this. I remember, um, I remember old typewriters. Uh, they were always fun to use. They were they were like a toy to me. I was like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. And I remember pressing as many buttons at one time just to jam up the keys right in the center. <laughs> I was one of those kids that just loved to see destruction. I think it's cool. I, I think that they're 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 a neat little part of history, and they're kind of the start of where everything started as far as um, writing goes. As, I mean, as far as the modern writing goes. So I I, I, I kind of like the way that this is this is put. Um, and let me get uh, the first comment from Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, it does take you back to the era of typewriters. I used to play around with one when I was 10 or so. I did a short story on uh, the possibility of there being a serial killer in uh, Miami, Florida, who would victimize uh, kids off the campus lot at FIU. But uh, it was very short-lived, the story. I also used a typewriter to uh, do my own uh, documentation of my earlier poems. So... uh, at least for that brief moment in time before we all went to keyboards and laptops and uh, worried by Microsoft, they had their moment of being the only means of which you could express yourself in a literary format. There were originally in the 40s and the 30s telenexes in which massive amounts of typewriters was all that was used to uh, do government work on all levels of uh, federal regulation, but that's long in the past now because of its replacement, as I was saying in this argument, Windows. Let me get a comment from Sin. Sin, you read it. What do you think? I think it's a great uh, great homage to the typewriter in the days of old. I actually own one myself. Found it good. And uh, Steve, what do you think? I uh, yeah, I like this too. And I remember my mother's old typewriter. How I used to like to mess with it. Um, yeah, it was fun. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was fun. The, the the noise the keystrokes made, I think, was a really attractive me as a kid. But what I was focused on was that uh, tabbed endlessly with whiteout. That line really kind of captured my whole captured me. And I told her in my comments, it speaks to me of how we can write an entire poem 
look at it, decide it isn't good, and hit that delete button. How many ghost words are floating around the internet because of that button? Many. This is a excellent right. Awesome. And uh, Raz, I'm going to have you go ahead and read our next poem for us. Yeah, anything to uh, help join the show, boss. All right. <laughs> Should I take my hat down before I read the poem? Maybe they can throw some bitcoins over here. Guess not. <laughs> well, here's a poem. It's called Illusions of Time, and it's written by the poet Glow Lizard. Illusions of time. Shattered illusions crafted, walking through stained glass, disintegrating into pulverized dust, slipping through fingers, holding on to nothingness, grasping at shadows that flee into an abyss, sand grains rain down, slicing at flesh. Still you crawl, a bloody pulp, Reaching out for particles, the ashes of all that is faded, swallowed by the black mouth, slurping all through pursed lips, spaghetti strings dangled, adorning a mass grave, flurries of illusions sit at the bottom of shattered glass. And poem. I think once again, uh, Lizzie is written a nice uplifting happy piece no i'm joking there's a lot of uh there, you know this is this is a great dark uh poem that has a lot a lot of feel behind it and really enjoyed how she brought that together um and the different ways she brought that together so i'm i'm i i i like it a lot um, Steve, what did you think about it? Uh, I like the uh, the darkness, of course. Yes, it's a very happy piece. But um, to me, this whole um, stained glass window that uh, you're walking through, to me, I think it's a metaphor for time. Uh, no matter how much you try to hold on to it, it slips through your fingers. And uh, there is a way there are some people that work with time. Predator, how it slowly chews away at you as you go on, until uh, until you're gone completely. Uh, spaghetti strings. Yeah, this is just a uh, powerful. Awesome. And sin, what do you think? I this is of course darkness incarnate, but it's you know trying to persevere through life and uh, seeing that time, um, regardless of of the cuts and beatings we take. We continue to to continue to go through trying to get to our goal, our destination. Uh, it was written very well, very very artistically, and uh, very dark. Great poem. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read the next poem, and I was hoping that uh, he was going to be here. Um, Absolutely, actually, just on the board, but he's not here right now. But uh, I want to uh, kind of give everybody an update on how the um, how the uh, contest went for our anniversary uh, and the uh, the 
wait, gold, and the memberships, and the memberships we gave away, or I'm about to give away one right now. Um, first of all, Sticky won the contest, and she won a gold membership for a month. And uh, so she was given that, and uh, she decided, since she was already a gold member, that she was going to gift the gold membership to another member of All Poetry. And it happened to be another member of La Cosa Nostra. And um, in her graciousness, she went ahead and... uh, gifted uh, Rob Cohen uh, with the gold membership. So congratulations to Rob for getting that. Now, Rob actually won our silver, and he won a silver membership. And it's at this time that I'm going to reveal, and right after the show I'm going to process who received the gold membership. It was actually one of our members. Uh, who did not uh who does not have a membership at all and which I'm kind of excited to go ahead and process and give this to him. He wrote an amazing poem for the contest i you know it was so hard to judge that contest he could easily uh he could have easily won it himself but uh i want to say congratulations to Phil the poet for receiving a silver membership which i will be processing here very shortly so awesome job phil and i'm going to read a poem from phil called has anyone seen my glasses oh gosh this is sounds so familiar I don't know where. Wait a second. Where are my glasses? <laughs> and I don't have the slightest idea what's going on with my uh, phone right now, why it wants to double post everything. So hopefully I'll be able to get this cleared up. And uh, usually this works. I have to totally close out everything and then come right back to it. Oh, come on. I know. I already know I did that. Being a stupid thing today. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I had to double, double line. Okay. Has anyone seen my glasses? Okay. And it goes like this. Has anyone seen my glasses? I'm sure they're around somewhere. My eyesight isn't as good as it was. I'm not as young anymore, you know. I need them because... I'm short-sighted, or is it long-sighted? I don't know which. Anyway, I need them to read this book. Got to keep the brain active. The words seem to meld together. The picture seems to run like water. Come on, guys, help me out, please. Have you seen my glasses? Choo-choo. Have you seen them? Benny, you must know where they are. Just don't stand there. Help me look for my spectaculars. I mean spectacles. They're not over here. How about on? How about the floor? Where did I put my glasses? Hmm. Where indeed? Don't laugh. Just wait until you're 13. 
and then you will know. Don't be so disrespectful. Brian, what are you pointing at? Tell me. Stop ga- gaping, gapping like a fool you are. Uh, TC, I found your glasses. Where? Brains. Where are they? Uh, on the top of your head, TC. Uh, I knew they were there all along. I was checking your observational skills out. Well done, Brian. I'm disappointed in you, Benny. Choo-choo, I expected better. Brian totally made you all look like fools. Unbelievable. End poem. Oh, this is great. This is great. Phil, Phil has this absolute knack for some great poetry and some great, uh, great humor. Um, absolutely uh, love the way he took this and the direction he took this. Uh, it was freaking hilarious and uh, an absolute wonderful, wonderful uh, way to do that. Um, Steve. You're giggling over there. I hear I hear uh, Kay in the background laughing away. What'd you guys? What What'd you think of it? <laughs> I, I like this because it makes me think of um, me in a way. Because I don't know how many times, you know, we all go out to the room and wonder why the hell did I come in here? I don't um, know. always tell you. I don't know. You didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think I've actually done this too. Only the glasses weren't on top of my head; they were actually where they were supposed to be, right in front of my eyes. Mm. So where are my glasses? I like the way he has a character at the end turn it around. Like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I was just testing you guys. Yeah, this is great. And by the way, the other day I actually went into a room and remembered why I went in there. It was the bathroom, but okay. hey, a win's a win. This is awesome. Congratulations. That's all I got to say. Congratulations. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me get a comment from Sin. Sin, what do you think? I thought it was, a, it was a humorous poem, written very well, great storytelling, uh, great great plot setting. Uh, pulled it in very, very nice and good punch. And Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this has that kind of humor you would expect from the Beach Boys or maybe Austin John when he had Benny of the Jets. You know, just some backhand humor at the studio. And then you have the leader of the pack just uh, being that more of a megalomaniac that he was the one who lost the glasses when they were on him. But why couldn't somebody else tell? Because they're supposed to... uh, not be as smart as him. Awesome. Awesome job. Let me let me let me see what I'm gonna do here. I'm trying to get something uploaded for us to listen to here. Uh in the meantime, let me see what I wanna do. Huh. Well, since it is Veterans Day here in the United States, I'm gonna put a little tribute out to the veterans. Uh, So here's a little bit of boo-boo on the piano for all the veterans. Happy V-Day. 
Well, that was that was very fitting. And uh, once again, you know, it's it's an awesome thing to see um, to be able to go ahead and uh, honor my brothers and sisters in arms, what we went through, and everything like that. Um, it's you know kind of difficult to say and difficult to to talk about that you know i could could have seen my dad saying something that like phil's poem and my dad was a three war veteran world war 2 korea and vietnam my grandfather world war 1 before that i was iraq so we got three generations who served in the united states military uh one after the other and, um, you know, it's something that I would never have taken back, even though it was really difficult to be, you know. And if I may, um, I do want to say thank yeah. you. Thank you for your service, Jay. Appreciate it. And uh, hope you have a uh, a good day today. I do have to take off, though, Um Lunch is calling. <laughs> What's it calling you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> if you hear your lunch, I'll tell you what. If you're hearing your lunch, Steve, you might need a little help. I don't know. Food doesn't speak. Yeah, I might need Only to cook your... more. <laughs> but you, you know what? I got to admit, you speak a lot to your food. If you guys haven't seen his food porn, he speaks a lot to his food. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Appreciate it. All right. You take care, too. And uh, what I will do instead here is I'm going to go a different direction than what I thought because I've got got backup things. And uh, we got about eight minutes left in the show, so I'm going to put out some thanks to uh, the people who call Raz, Tila, Steve, Salwasin, people on the board, Meta, Cindy, Faye, Irish, Titus, Joseph, Moon. You all are amazing. Everybody who wrote for the show, you guys are amazing. Um, We wouldn't be where we are without you guys. And that is just uh, an awesome truth Um, because you guys um, make us, you guys help us through all of these times to help us through all of our troubles and uh, what we end up having to go through and everything like that. So absolutely thankful for each and every one of you and all that you do. And uh, yeah, just, just thank you. And uh, what I'm going to do next, and this is probably to put us out today um We'll go ahead and move other poems around and get them read. We've got a couple more that we have to do, but uh, it, it's we'll be able to do it. I'm going to go ahead and read a little uh, of our boss, Boo, on the way out. So this is called Gruesome Gardens Don't Grow. I absolutely love this poem. And uh, let's see if it'll up. Let's see if it'll upload. Okay, with my phone. My phone hates me. <laughs> oh, man. 
this has been a very interesting day with this. Let me see. Oh, come on. It's not that it hates you, Jay. It's just that it knows how to play with your mind. Okay, uh, I'll do that. Okay, gruesome gardens don't grow. It goes like this. Suppose falling is the color of a barren naked heart dipped in lavender dreams amidst cobalt yearnings, violent bruises that bloom fresh new apprehension. Smell the scarlet-colored coagulating red roses, marrow-fueled and exposed as it rises to a fury most can't even comprehend. It's here annuals would happily climb their stems to regroup and feel renewed again. Gouge out illicit iris where the eyes are useless, when the mind is blind in love because sometimes things end without ever really ending. It is in the merging of pigments infused, so brutal and blinding, full of obnoxious fragrance, teasing thirsty ligaments that hang from the crepitous bone, stagnant and stalled, waiting for rebirth. End poem. I think that this is an absolute powerful piece that speaks of, um, you know, coming together and then being ripped apart when you don't even know why you're being ripped apart. And you're just waiting for that next time that someone else comes around that you can share oneness with, that you can share anything with. And I think that this right here is absolutely wonderful. The quote that's used is, the eyes are useless when the mind is blind in love. And isn't that the truth that we often get caught so much in that love um, fix that we can't even think right and we can't even see what's wrong when it's wrong? I think that she did an amazing job with this. Uh, Sin, what did you think about it? Uh, Sin, are you on mute? Yeah, I'm on mute, sorry. Uh, I thought it was a very intense poem. Um, I agree with your sentiments. Uh, the, the longing, the passion, and, and, and being... Uh, it's more than that. It's the connection that that gets, grows and gets taken away um, and the loss of that connection. And it goes, goes through the stages of the connection, I think, and how it, the loss comes in. There's a line in there. I'm not reading. Sorry, I'm painting while I listen. Um, that was really stood out to me. I wish I could recall it off the top of my head, but I thought it was a phenomenal poem. Excellent comment. And Raz, you get the final comment of the show. Yeah. 
They say love is like a flower. It can only grow if it's nurtured right. And so here in this poem, you have the type of flower which was actually pulled out of the earth and left there to uh, cruelly die and decay because there was no nurturing. And when you don't uh, actually put more time in a relationship, they're sure to wither away. Wonderful, wonderful comment. Well, that has been our house, and we're going to leave you with a little outro music here. Uh, we thank everybody around the world who joined us today. Um, and uh, it, it has been an absolute pleasure. We have finished on time and a little bit earlier, and we're going to go ahead and uh, play a song here for, uh, let me see, let's do this one right here. And see everybody later. Go with the flow.
listening to Our House on La Costa Nostra Radio. This is JCA signing off. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs>